G'day there Thrivers, Jess here and welcome to episode 250 of the Create and Thrive podcast, Milestone. Very exciting and uh, this is the second last episode of the year. Next week will be the last episode of the year before I have my uh, content break until the beginning of January. Got lots of ideas for next year, very exciting. Uh, One piece of news is that I'm going to be doing more on my YouTube channel Uh, and uh, I'm also probably going to be changing the frequency of the podcast from weekly to fortnightly uh, for at least the first six months of the year so that is going to be a little change basically i'm going to alternate weeks with the business of making podcast because that is also fortnightly that's my other business handmade business podcast if you're not familiar with it where i uh, riff with michaela and uh, deb each fortnight about handmade business so you'll still hear from me every week about handmade business it's just that one week it'll be this podcast and the opposite week it will be the other podcast Um, and I will revisit that decision in the middle of the year and see how it's all going but I am planning on doing weekly videos on my YouTube channel Uh, because I'm going to be expanding the topics that I'm going to be talking about. I'm not just going to be talking about handmade business over there, although I will be, of course, covering that regularly. I want to expand into talking a little bit more about the self-employment and work from home lifestyle, health and happiness, and basically just how to have a really good, happy, healthy self-employment life. And sharing a little bit more of my life and some things that I'm doing. I also have plans to run some uh, experiments in the new year to do with handmade business and other things. And I'll be documenting those on my YouTube channel as well. So I'm really excited about it. I'm really looking forward to doing something a little bit different in 2021. But uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here for the foreseeable future just with uh, a few less episodes. If you do want to follow my YouTube channel, you can just search Jess Van Den on YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes of this episode as well, so you can click through to that. It's also, if you follow me on Instagram at Create and Thrive, there's a link there in my bio. I'm also going to be a little bit more active on my personal Instagram, so if you'd like to follow me over there, it's at Jess Van Den on Instagram, and that's where I'll be sharing all the sort of behind-the-scenes stuff of what I'm doing on YouTube and what I'm talking about over there. So yeah, I just felt like it was, you know, there's all this stuff I wanted to talk about that doesn't doesn't quite fit in the handmade business sphere exactly, but is still adjacent. And I think a lot of you, or hopefully most of you will still find interesting and intriguing and will hopefully help to make your life better in some way. So please do uh, go head on over there to YouTube, just search Jess Van Den and subscribe to my channel and you'll be in the loop for all of those as well. So let's get on with today's episode. This is an interview with Tim and Sarah from TS Makers, and it was a delightful interview. I love chatting with them. They're a couple, and uh, they basically a couple of years ago sort of wanted to do something together, wanted to create something together. So they decided to start a business, and uh, they both had different strengths that they brought to this business, and they put all those strengths together and have created something really awesome. So we're going to talk about their story in today's episode and this is the last interview for the year. Just a shout out to anyone out there listening who has a successful handmade business. I'm always looking for guests for the podcast so don't be afraid to get in touch with me. Uh, You can head on over to the podcast page on on createandthrive.com and uh, you will see 
a little bit of info there about what I'm looking for in my guests. So don't hesitate to reach out if that's you. I'm always looking to hear from people who have a great story to share. All right, let's get on with today's episode. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. So, I'm here today with Tim and Sarah Ford from TS Makers. Welcome, guys. Thank you. It's great to have you on the show today. Um, Before we kind of get into the nitty-gritty... Uh, can you give, just give us a little background on uh, who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, okay, so Tim and I run TS Makers. Um, we make hand-make um, reclaimed timber serving boards and accessories um, using Aussie hardwoods. Um, we've been going for a little over two years, so we're still a pretty fresh young business, um, but we, we love it and we're, we're really working hard to help it grow and have seen a really good response so far, which is super encouraging. So did you start the business together or did like one of you start it and the other one came on board? How did that happen? Um, no, we, we started it together. We'd sort of, you know, bounced around ideas for quite a while and then, um, yeah, eventually decided to, to take the plunge with it. That's awesome. And did you... So you had sort of multiple ideas bouncing around. Did one of you have sort of a work, woodworking background or do you both have that background? Uh, yeah, I'm a, a carpenter, cabinet maker. Um, yeah, have been for many years. I won't say how many. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely always had a, a passion for sort of, yeah, creating things, especially out of, uh, you know, reclaiming things and repurposing them, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, what was your background before starting this? Um, I've done a few different things. Um, I guess the core of my experience so far has been um, retail, product curation and photography. Mm -hmm. Um, So having worked particularly in retail, um, you see a lot of, you know, mass-produced products um, and with a real passion for design, I sort of wanted to do something with Tim that took everything we love and turned it into something, um, you know, fresh and a bit different. cheese boards and and that sort of thing you know there's a lot out there um so we sort of wanted to do something a little bit different with sort of modern shapes um and a bit of a different take on it try and make something a bit more special so people would think you know this is something um unique um handmade handcrafted and and made here in australia so um that's sort of what ts makers was born from Mm -hmm. and do you source all of your wood from around australia yeah, we do. We try and stick with Aussie timbers. Um, and so far, we've been able to use um, just a mix of Aussie hardwoods. Um, anything from, um, you know, like old library countertops to old floor joists to, to anything we can get our hands on. <laughs> so is it mostly reclaimed or, or, or totally reclaimed timbers? Uh, yeah, no, totally, totally reclaimed, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I love that eco aspect of it um our business is the same using recycled silver mm-hmm. so do you was it easier do you think to get started because tim you had that carpentry background did you kind of know where to go to get this sort of stuff from um a little bit yeah um but it's also been a a quick learning curve in having <laughs> some um yeah finding some good uh good resources 
Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's a uh, it's a fun challenge to try and uh, you know find some gold here and there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what, what sort of brought you guys to the decision of starting a business together? It's a big decision to make. Um, I guess we'd both been working in our fields for a while and and really wanted to do something that was our own. Um, Even when we got married, we ended up making everything ourselves from the breadboards to decorations to everything. It was super DIY because getting married is insanely expensive. (laughs) Um, And even that, like just working together on that sort of stuff, we we realised apart from, you know, being partners, like we we realised how much we love making stuff together. So that kind of um, was a bit of a a starting point, I guess, in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, it just kind of went from there. We we came across some amazing old library countertops um, and we thought, fire out, we could really do something good with this. And it kind of spiralled from there. We'd sort of thought maybe we'll just make some, you know, cheese boards and serving boards for Christmas. And then we realised how much we loved the process of figuring out the shapes and what was it going to look like and what was the aesthetic going to be and that sort of thing. And we realised, hang on a minute, this this could actually be something. So it, it just kind of grew from there. Mm. And so you said you've been doing this for about two years now. What was your intention at the beginning? Was it like, hey, this is fun, let's just do this thing and see what happens? Or did you have sort of a deeper hey, wouldn't it be great if we could turn this into a full-time business and work together? Yeah, it, it definitely um, started as a fun thing. And then I think once we started going through the motions and like putting a range together and um, figuring all that sort of stuff out, we went, do you know what? Like we've actually been doing this already in different capacities, working for other people. Maybe we could really try and push this as our own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really helped doing it together because I think sometimes when you're doing it solo, it's a lot easier to pick it apart. And I really believe in what Tim does and his abilities as a carpenter and he really believes in me. So it, it makes it a lot easier. We sort of support each other. Yeah. Have you found it just kind of an extension of your relationship working together? Because I work with my husband full-time in the business as well. Yeah. Um, have you found uh, like it's been easy or have there been new challenges that have arisen throughout the process? Um, so far it's been pretty easy. Um, yeah, which is great. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it is just a sort of an extension of the, of the existing sort of partnership and, um, yeah, it's, it's been pretty awesome so far. Do you want to learn how to sell more online? I have a free video workshop just for you. It's called the 10 essential keys to successfully sell handmade products online and it'll take you through the absolute key factors that will help you to unlock the door of successful online selling. To get access to it right now for free, head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash 10. That's createandthrive.com forward slash one zero. That's really good to hear. I love hearing that because so many people are like, oh, I couldn't work with my spouse. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, really? But it's it's great. Like, yeah. <laughs> be totally honest, you know, and like I really trust his opinion um, and I never feel silly like 
suggesting an idea or hey what about this what if we what if we try this what about this shape like I whereas you know at, at work or working for someone I, I might be a little bit more self-conscious about it whereas we can just say whatever we think and and be super honest and not worry about being judged for any of our ideas which is awesome mm-hmm. yeah acting is a good sounding board for each other yeah. so one thing that I noticed looking, obviously looking through your shop, is that you have the woodwork, but you also have some additional products. What was the thinking behind bringing those extra products into your shop? Um, I guess having worked in sort of product curation for a long time, um, I'm constantly seeing awesome brands that that I and we love, um, and we really wanted products that would work with um, work with our timberware, work with our serving boards, and that sort of thing. So getting beautiful cheese knives um, from France and, you know, really cool reusable bags from the States and, and stuff that sort of complements, um, you know, the, the whole idea of um, buying less but buying better, sustainable products made from um, recycled materials where possible and just trying to build, like, a store that feels really nice and full that customers can come to and, you know, get something for themselves or put, like, a really lovely tableware setting together get a Prezi for their mum, that sort of thing, um, has been really, really fun. And it's all stuff that we love and use anyway, so (laughs) it's been easy to do. Awesome. So do you have plans to keep expanding in that direction? Like do you have sort of there's the the woodwork that you want to keep expanding and making and then perhaps the additional product range, just bringing it in and building out more of a, a home and lifestyle brand from there? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, constantly sort of looking for, uh, you know, other other products to bring in on the horizon, anything that complements, you know, what, what we're doing. And, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately that that is the goal to sort of have, a you know, the stuff we make and then, a, a you know, a, an increasingly, you know, bigger range of uh, other products. Mm. And do you have any plans to take it offline or is it just online only at this stage? Oh, that's that's definitely the dream. Um, online will always be a big part of it. Um, and I've done a lot of um, e-commerce roles as well. So it, it's just such a huge part of business now, as we all know. Um, but we would absolutely love to have, um, you know, a joint workshop and retail space where, you know, customers could come and they could see how the products are made and exactly what goes into it. Because every, every piece in our timberware range takes days to make um, and that doesn't include you know um, gluing and prepping all the timbers and all that sort of stuff and then oiling and it would just be lovely for people to see um, how it's done and then hang out see the finished product look at other items and just have a chat and get to know us and the brand a bit better mm-hmm. eat cheese eat cheese <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> that's never a bad thing <laughs> so how does the balance of work come like split between the two of you? Do you have defined roles or do you sort of float across different jobs and sort of share them? Um, I guess there's a couple of defined roles. Uh, Sarah is definitely, uh, you know, CEO of the marketing department <laughs> and uh, the online retail side of things. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, she's um, definitely venturing into the workshop as well and helping out with the finishing and, and that kind of stuff and the, the oiling and, and, uh, and that. Um, but, and then I guess the, the heavier sort of uh, 
timber work. That's still still sort of my domain at the moment. But um, she is a keen apprentice, so you know, <laughs> hopefully in the in the future, you know, uh, we can share more and more things for sure. Mm. And I'm always curious as well because, like, with Nick and I, we we don't really separate like domestic work from work work. It's kind of all one big thing, and we sort of have jobs that we're responsible for or um, areas that we're sort of the manager of. Are you guys in a similar boat with that sort of thing? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, and and, it, and that has definitely translated into the business. It's like we sort of own certain things, but then we cross over and share things and it's definitely the same at home it's like um you know I'm definitely responsible for the food and all that sort of stuff and um Tim's sort of given me free reign with decorating and all that sort of stuff because that's what I really love to do and then you know there's always jobs stuff always needs to be fixed and Tim's a lot better at um the finer (laughs) the finer detail things um so yeah it's shared but um we, we definitely handle stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're similar, except Nick, Nick's the cook in the family. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have a go. I still yeah, have oh, a go. Yeah, he definitely yeah. does. He definitely does. <laughs> yeah, this, I think I cook like well, at least once a week. I'll like give him a break and do the cooking and stuff like that. But it is interesting how you fall into those particular roles and jobs yeah. in both places. Mm-hmm. So what was your, when you started out, did you have a clear idea, especially Sarah, because you have sort of a retail background, did you have a clear idea on how you were going to get it off the ground, like how you were going to get the word out about the business? Yeah, I think um, in the last two years, things have really changed, especially in the last year. Um, You Mm. know, the whole idea was like doing design markets and that sort of thing. By the time we were ready to do markets, it was the start of this year and it all sort of changed. So um, what's been amazing, um, we, we had signed up for Finders Keepers and we were super keen to do our first event with them in May and then obviously with COVID that didn't happen. Um, but they've had so many amazing opportunities um, that we've taken part in in terms of like doing online events and really helping to promote, um, you know, new creative businesses. So so that really, really helped um, as much as we sort of thought, oh, no, we can't do the markets, we've made all this stock, we've still been able to sell it um, because their promotion has just been fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, I think COVID's hit a lot of us this year and it's really changed the way that we do business and a lot of makers have you know, really pivoted to that online selling who, if they weren't already doing it, they've, they've started doing it. Yep. So those, those people who, like yourselves and who are already set up online have definitely sort of um, been ahead of the game there. And having, you know, the background you do as well, Sarah, as you said, in, in product photography, like your product photos are really lovely and beautifully styled. And that's definitely probably been a, of a benefit to you, I imagine, with catching the eye of places like the Finders Keepers. Oh, for sure. And I definitely cannot take credit for, um, for those images. We have um, some beautiful friends, um, Elizabeth and Nigel Luff, who um, happen to not only be awesome friends, but um, um, art director, stylist and like uh, professional photographer. So we work with them on our images. And even that, like I said before, um, sort of sharing the load Um, Like Mm. Tim and I both come from photography backgrounds as well. And when we try and shoot our stuff, we're so stressed that is it going to look good or, you know, picking it apart. But when we work with our friends, Liz and Nigel, we have such a fun day 
and it it, it takes that stress out of it because we trust their judgment and if they're saying guys this looks great we go okay okay good does it okay thanks you know (laughs) (laughs) so um you know when you've got um great friends and you can all help each other out and and work together it's so fun and collaborative um and and the taking the the photography part of it is something we we really enjoy doing Mm. are there any other aspects of your business that you sort of have um uh, gotten people in to help you with at this stage no, the rest of it's all us. <laughs> so it's really, um, you know, the only time that we share the load with other people is really, um, yeah, the, the photo side of things and um, the rest of it is literally us doing uh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, especially at the beginning no. of, of things. So no. are, you, are you both full-time in the business or have you still got other jobs on the side that you're doing? Um, I'm, I'm still doing some carpentry as well. Um, yeah, just got to, you know, keep the, keep the money coming in. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, that'll, you know, hopefully that's going to transition as well. You know, a little, a little less, uh, a little less carpentry and more TS as, as things go. I guess the good thing about something like carpentry is the trade aspect in that you can go do a job and then finish that job and then move on to another job rather than perhaps having a full-time you know, like having a regular full-time job where you're you're locked in every day to go to work. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it's, uh, it definitely helps. <laughs> so how do you balance sort of on the day-to-day, how do you sort of balance work with the rest of your life? Do you do, you do set hours like nine to five, five days a week, or do you, is it a bit more flexible? How, do, how does your sort of week look? It's definitely um, like there's no spare time, as you as you and your husband definitely know. Like any any spare second is not spare. So um, you know, mornings and evenings, it's all the admin sort of stuff, packing orders, um, social media marketing stuff, answering customer queries, and then during the day, it's workshop time. Um, so the, the days we're constantly amazed. It's like, how is it 7 PM? You know, (laughs) it's so busy. Um, and I guess, I guess that's a really good thing, you know, as, as products are selling, we're, um, making more when we've got more of that same timber. Um, it, it just doesn't stop, but it's really good. And, and this early on, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to help it grow and do whatever we can, um, you know, take any opportunity that comes up, like going on this awesome podcast and, and anything like that. So it's fun. It definitely keeps it really fun and fresh for us. Mm-hmm. I think one thing, one thing we learned pretty early on is that everything always takes longer than you think it will. <laughs> that is so true. I, I often say to people, like, whatever it's, however long you think it's going to take, double the time. Exactly. Yeah, you can't put an end time on it. It'll just finish when it finishes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It does get easier, I have to say, after being in business for 13 (laughs) years-ish. The first few years are definitely the hardest because you're learning everything. It's, you know, it's, it's, you're you're constantly working to try to get the business out there. But once you sort of, you know, get a bit of a, get a bit of a a name for yourselves and, and, and a good marketing sort of routine going on, it it does get easier. So it's good to know. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We do have spare time now. So that's great. We're constantly like, I'll wake up and say to Tim, like, oh, I was dreaming about, packing orders and maybe we should change this shape and Tim's like oh my god I was dreaming about 
the sandal that we should get and like you know <laughs> so even in our sleep it's quite sad. <laughs> no i think it's really i think it's exciting like that first few it's really exciting like you're still trying out new things and experimenting and that's part of the fun yeah for sure <laughs> so what would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've come up against so far in this business process i think just um you know believing in the business um and i think i touched on this before like you still don't know, especially before you've had orders and that sort of thing. You're like, are people even going to like this? Like, are we just sort of like, you know, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> so I think that that's sort of the challenge, but it, it helps because we're doing it together. So it's, it's easy to believe in it, I think, um, just because we believe in each other already. So that's a good base. Um, but once we started getting some orders and, like we had a, a shop that we love approached us um, to place a wholesale order and that sort of thing. So just those little nuggets of um, encouragement that you get along the way that that keep you striving um, are the things to hang on to. Do you remember the moment you got your first sale? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was actually our best friend. <laughs> but we were still really stoked. <laughs> Yeah, no matter what, it's an exciting moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're saying you've got some stuff in wholesale, you're selling online. Are there, have you got big plans for designs that you want to get out? Like are you planning on just releasing designs as you come up with them or are you doing more of a sort of release them uh, on some sort of scheduled basis? What's the sort of plan going forward with that? I guess... Um, at, at this point, it's sort of to keep doing seasonal ranges um, just because then we can sort of tailor, um, you know, the products to the time of year and then, um, you know, stocking other products that work with a particular range. So, um, you know, like our winter range, we did, you know, darker red timbers like Jarrah and we had mahogany. So it was all really warm and um, doing more sort of trivets and the sort of things that work with what people are eating in winter whereas summer was like beautiful, bright blonde timbers, bright, colourful cheese knives and um, um, linen and that sort of stuff. So it, it sort of helps us um, put it all together um, in a more cohesive way, I think, if we're doing seasonal ranges. Um, so right now we're in the middle of summer, which is great. Um, and I think for now we'll probably keep doing it in that way. Um, especially while we're starting out, just to define it a bit better. Mm. Yeah, because it can be if you're kind of constantly on the treadmill of releasing, 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 it can get a little bit stressful rather than totally. just yeah. <laughs> curating. Oh, yeah, totally. We, we definitely want to do more um, one-off pieces, um, you know, where we can offer, you know, I mean, everything is a limited run. We, we only make X amount of um, everything in a range. So once it's gone, it's gone. Once the timber's gone, we often can't, find it again unless we get really lucky um but you know just making one of something here and there is something we really want to start doing too mm, once that spare time thing <laughs> comes in um, yeah <laughs> 
Now, something that a lot of makers struggle with is their pricing. Did you guys have issues or are you still having issues with sort of sit, sitting with the pricing and deciding what's the right price for these products? Because they are, you know, that there's that element that they are unique. They are sort of, there's a, you know, you have basically have a limited edition rather than reproducible products. Um, so does that all f- factor into your pricing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, having worked in retail, I sort of had a bit of an idea of, um, you know, what what price points should look like. And then obviously we just have to really factor in um, the, la- the labour costs. I guess you would know anyone who's making in Australia knows that sort of the labour is the biggest cost in it. So mm-hmm. making sure that that was covered um, as well as the work that goes in just to prepping the timbers, you know, if, if we were just buying timbers off the shelf, um, it, the cost would be a lot less, but the the work that goes into, you know, using reclaimed timbers and getting them to that beautiful point that you see on the website, you know, they they definitely don't start out, you know, looking like that. You know, it's beautiful <laughs> underneath, but there's a lot of work to get it to that point. So um, that all had to go into the costings, um, but we still wanted it to be, um you know like affordable and not out of reach so while you know the the products are probably sitting at a a bit of a higher price point we just didn't want um them to be inaccessible either so Mm. we're we're definitely conscious of that and especially with the products that we're bringing in from other brands like we still want it to be pretty affordable because you know we get it we're we're living in sydney running a small business like we don't have a, a huge amount of spare money but we do love to get um, you know, we, we, we try and buy less but better, so we're happy to spend a bit more ourselves, but we also don't have, you know, heaps of spare money just laying around. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's good. Like uh, the ethos of your brand is more about you buy it once you've got it for a lifetime rather than buying something that you would chuck mm-hmm. out in a year's time, you know? Absolutely, totally. yeah. And have you guys considered, I don't know if you I didn't see it on your website, have you considered doing like a video showing the process of, how your work is made? It, yeah, we did. Um, it's just a matter of our, uh, our friend that does the photography is really keen to do. Um, it, it's a bit of a logistical um, mission just in that because there is the process involved in making the pieces can be quite drawn out over, you know, days and days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a matter of um, us yeah, finding the time and him finding the time and uh, the stars aligning and, um, you know, spending a couple of days in the workshop. And, um, yeah, we'd love to do it. We really would. I think it would really, you know, people could appreciate the, um, you know, the whole process that goes into each piece. Yeah, I think, like, for your brand, it just feels like something that would really elevate the brand and really get people clear on all of that process that does go into making these. Because, you know, people are like, oh, it's a wooden chopping board. But, hey, there's a lot more that goes into it. Like, yes, find, yes, yes. going out and searching for the timber and then bringing it home and then finishing it up, like, it'd be a great thing to see, definitely. Yeah, that's right. When uh, when our friend and, and myself, you know, have a spare week, we can, uh, we can do it together <laughs> yeah. for sure. But, yeah, that's definitely something in the, in the, uh, in the pipeline. Mm. So what do you, what would you say has been the number one best marketing move you've made? What's the thing that's made the biggest difference to getting people aware of your brand? Um, definitely finders keepers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've, they've got such a reach um, and such a good reputation. Um, so I think a lot of people, you know, even just by listing on their directory and that sort of thing, we've had stacks of people contact us um, and it's really helped to get the name out there. 
and also just all the um, um, opportunities that they have, particularly during COVID times with the online markets and that sort of thing. We, we would never have been able to get that reach on our own. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I found you. So there you go. Oh, awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By their directory. I'm pretty sure I was browsing through there. So there oh, you go. Awesome. <laughs> What's the most exciting thing that's happened throughout this process? Um, I, I do think um, when we got approached to do a wholesale order, that just really early on when we were still feeling really unsure, that felt like such a vote of confidence Um you know, that we were on the right track. Um, we were definitely really, really, really pumped about that. Mm-hmm. I think also people coming back and, and placing second and, and, you know, third orders with us as well, it's like, oh, okay, hang on, maybe we are, we are doing something <laughs> right here. So. Do you find people come back to, like, they, do, they, do you find your customers more are buying for themselves or buying from other people and then when they come back, do you know kind of who they're buying for? It's been a mix for mm. sure. Um, we've had a, a lovely customer who's just bought another four items, which I'm assuming are for presents. So I'm, I've sent her an email to say thank you so much. Um, so it's definitely been a mix. Um, we, we do really try to um, touch base with our customers. I think that's a really good part of um you know, running a small business, a small retail business is that, you know, that's what sort of sets you apart from big box retailers. Um, The fact that you have the time to reach out to your customers and thank them for shopping with you and have that interaction that, you know, they're not going to get from sort of Amazon or or eBay and that sort of thing. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping um, our lovely customers are going to remember us for Chrissy and it sort of seems like that's what's happening. They're coming back and buying the same items, multiples, so I'm I'm guessing that's all for Prezi's. That's great. That's what you want. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a a clear vision of where you want the business to go in the next few years or are you sort of just playing it by ear and seeing where it it goes? Um, A bit of both. I would say there's definitely a clear vision in terms of, um, you know, we'd love the the workshop connected to a retail space. Um, that's, that's, you know, would love to see that happen. Um, but I think it's more for myself anyway, it'd be a bit more fluid in terms of what we're going to make and create in the coming years as well. I'd like to think that that's, you know, you know, subject to change as well. So definitely. Yeah. Have you thought about, like, is, is the plan to just stick with homewares or actually move into, like, furniture and things like that potentially? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not placing any sort of limitations on anything. I'd love to get into some, um, you know, unique furniture pieces, one-offs, that kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so what would you say to anyone out there, especially couples like yourselves who are sort of toying around with the idea of starting some sort of creative business, what sort of advice or wisdom would you give to them? I guess that it's um, a marathon and not a race, you know. Um, like you said, you've been in business for 13 years, which is amazing, but the first few years are the hardest and we've definitely seen that um, there's a lot of money going out, <laughs> you know, and that's just part of getting set up. And once you can see that it is rolling and people are responding, you, you know that you're doing the right thing by investing into the business. Um, so I, I think that that has been key. And, and everyone I've spoken to has said 
the first few years are going to be really hard, but you've just got to keep pushing and the people that make it are the ones that, that stick at it. So just be prepared that it is going to be hard at, at first, but it's super rewarding, so exciting. Um, we're, we're just loving it. And do you have any advice for people who are working with perhaps a partner or a friend uh, in the business, uh, just sort of advice to how to take that relationship from being a, a private personal relationship into a business relationship? I think, yeah, you just have to um, be, be okay to be really honest with each other um, and don't be afraid to, to speak up. And, you know, there's been things where Tim's like, actually, you know what, I don't know if that's going to work or maybe we should try it like this. And just, just being open with each other and um, not taking stuff personally. Um, but it, it, it really helps as well. Like, you know, it, there would probably be a lot of people who wouldn't want to work with their partner. But for me, and I know for Tim, it's like we know we can be super honest and we're never worried about being judged or feeling silly. So there's, there's that part of it that makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And where can people best find your beautiful work? Um, well, <laughs> we have a website, so it's tsmakers.com.au um, and then on Instagram, we're just under tsmakers and Facebook, tsmakershome. And I'm assuming that that just comes from your initials. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that a difficult decision coming up with a name? I've always oh, found it can be challenging. It took weeks. <laughs> yeah, it did. But Tim, Tim figured it out first. And, um, you know, we sort of wanted to have something that, you know, reflected us without being too cheesy. Um, and obviously the makers part of it because we're making everything from scratch. So, yeah, now that now that we've figured that out, it was it was easy, mm. but it, it is hard. It is yeah. hard. And, and something that uh, isn't so specific either, you know, to, to allow for things to change in the future. Yep. That is very, very wise. I yeah. totally agree with that. And how did you, like, was your branding a big part of this process, like figuring out what your brand would look like? Was that difficult yep. or was that really easy? Um, it uh, to be honest, I spend way too much time looking at interiors and homewares and that sort of thing and um, have have a real idea of like the aesthetic and stuff that, that we look for for our own homes and um, we, we had a, an idea of what we wanted it to look like and, and it's definitely a big part of it is, um, you know, staying true to that and um, making it really fun and something that people want to look at. Um, you know, we look at a lot of... Um, architecture and that sort of thing so that the pieces are pretty sculptural and the shapes are pretty strong so it all plays into it and just um yeah just trying to make it be something that people would love to look at even if they aren't going to buy it that's fine but just just to brighten someone's day with our products is something we really enjoy especially in a tough year like this (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, like looking at your the photography and that, it definitely has that sort of retro vibe to it. Was that a deliberate choice? I think it, um, I don't think we quite realised it at the beginning, but that's something we really love, like um, classic um, classic pieces, minimal but still um, timeless. Mm. Um, it, it just kind of happened, to be honest, and when we started propping for the shoots and that sort of thing, I didn't even realise it was happening and that's just the sort of stuff that we're always drawn to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes sense. 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a lovely aesthetic. Um, it's kind of, I call my, my personal home aesthetic, I call mid-century rustic. Like there's sort of that mix of rustic wood stuff. Like my husband, Nick's made various bits of, I mean, he's not a carpenter or anything, but he likes woodworking. So he's made various bits of furniture from just like off cuts of wood. My parents have, have a property. So uh, a lot of our side tables are just stumps. You know, awesome. tree. <laughs> so yeah, I love I love the aesthetic of your store too. Definitely drew, drew me in. Thank you so much, Tim and Sarah, for coming on the show today. It was an absolute pleasure to chat with you both, and I wish you all the best of luck with the future of your business. Thank you so yeah. much. You too, Jess. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that one. I will be here again next week with our last episode of the year and it is a solo cast me and I'm going to be talking about how I plan my 2021. So how I go about planning the year ahead and also sharing a great um, exercise that I found out about just recently. Uh, It's actually, we talked about it in the patrons only episode of the Business of Making podcast this month. So if you are a patron over there, you may have heard us talking about it. Uh, I'm going to be sharing that exercise with you in the podcast episode and it's something you might want to take uh, away with you and try yourself and see how it helps you sort of clarify what you've done this year and also what you want to take forward with you into the new year. And hopefully uh, my kind of tips about what I do to plan the year ahead might help you get organized for 2021 as well. So that's what next week is going to be all about. That will be a video on my YouTube channel and a podcast episode as well. So if you're just listening here on the podcast, it'll be in your feed next week. Uh, if you want to watch it over on YouTube, you can do that. As I said earlier at the beginning of the show, please do head on over uh, youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den and subscribe to my channel so you don't miss out on the content I'm going to be sharing there uh, next year. Up until this point, everything I've put on my YouTube channel has also been on my podcast, but that's going to change. So there's going to be extra content on my YouTube channel that's not going to be on my podcast because it won't be specifically about handmade business it will be more broadly about uh, how to have a happy and healthy hand uh, happy and healthy work from home self-employment lifestyle so yeah if you are interested in that sort of additional content make sure to head on over there and subscribe so that you uh, don't miss out on it but as i said i'll be back next week with our final episode for the year hope you're enjoying the show and uh, I would love to hear from you if you do. So don't be afraid to hit me up at Create and Thrive on Instagram. Hey, share the show, like share it in your stories with your community. That would be really amazing. I really, really love it when I see somebody do that. It can be a bit weird here sitting in my office talking to myself, basically. <laughs> and uh, you never quite know what's going to resonate with people and how people are feeling, you know, how you are feeling about the show and what you're enjoying about it. And it would definitely help me to hear from you and, and know what it it is that you value about this show why you keep coming back why you're listening to the show so if you have a few minutes to share that with me I would really really appreciate it uh, you can hit me up on Instagram or you can just shoot me an email just at createandthrive.com and I would love to hear from you thanks so much for being here thanks so much for listening and I'll be back again soon bye for now